With me today are two colleagues from Portugal and Spain, respectively, Dunia Roberta and Hugo Lopez. Both are involved in very progressive work on the governance model side and also on running businesses so there's more freedom and less force. Could I ask you both to tell me about your app called Jobs with No Bosses and your crowdfunding campaign? Thank you, Dana, for having us. I always say I had two work lives, right? The traditional one, working for corporates, mainly for General Electric, and then the radical one, where I realized after reading the Frederick Laloux book on reinventing organizations, that there was actually a new paradigm emerging, a new way of organizing that was a lot more human-focused, decentralized, collaborative, free. And I got very excited about that. I made it my life's purpose (laughs) for the second part of my life, which is to help organizations transition to those sort of paradigms. I have a vision that somehow this is happening, it's popping up, and there's going to be a moment when it's going to be massive, like a massive shift. This is my prediction. Everything I do now is towards helping for that massive shift to occur. Although I'm Portuguese, I'm living in Spain, very near the Portuguese border in the south of Spain. I'm a software engineer. I started working in a consultant's uh, typical company. And then one day I decided that there should be a better way to do stuff. And so we founded a company in Portugal in 2001. This company was a playground to start experimenting with different ways of bringing people on board, on collaborating with our colleagues and so on. It was a small company. We were 30, more or less. It was like a lab, a living lab to experiment new ways of working. Seven years ago, I moved to Spain. For family reasons, I left my company. From the last seven years, I've been mostly working on helping and supporting organizations to shift to a different way of working and collaborating. We met in Lisbon, I don't know, many years ago already, no dunya. I also read Frederick Laloux's book and we had these conversations and then we started to create these events. We brought the Keith Patrick to Lisbon, progressive organizations to Lisbon for organizing these events. And now we are working together again. We have collaborating also in helping different organizations here in Spain and in Portugal as well uh, to shift to a different uh, way of working even to self-management, to complete self-management. Now we are launching this project together. Tell us about the project. We were in Barcelona because Hugo and I were collaborating in supporting a company introduce more progressive ways. Although it's not a radical transformation, it's pretty radical for them. (laughs) We were having dinner in Barcelona with Lisa Gill. (laughs) And we talked about how there's so many people, we talked about this new paradigm manifesting, emerging, and how there's so many people that are gaining this awareness and want to start experimenting, working in this sort of settings, but they don't know how to transition. And even our own transition, we were reflecting on how it was difficult and very risky in the sense that we just threw away well-established careers, right? And just say, okay, let's just reinvent ourselves and figure it out as we go. So how can we make this easier, right, for people that are starting to long for wanting to change? And we get contacted quite often from people that start to discover this through LinkedIn or the networks. They find out about us and they ask us for advice. How should I go about it? Who do I talk to? And they have no clue 
of what's already going on. That's what we said, okay, what if we did something like a job board where we put together all these companies that we know of that already operate in such a progressive way and all the job openings that they post, we make them available for everybody who is ready for this. Excellent. What stage is it at? It's live. What stage is it? It's live. <laughs> we had this conversation like five months ago, November. I'm coming from the technological world, the software development world. And we were thinking about how can we develop such a platform? It's just so much energy and work and so on. But then we started to look at the current software that already exists, some sort of software platform that could help us implement this. And we found it. We found this platform that helped us to synchronize automatically the job postings from different companies and merge them together in one unique job board without any administrative work for companies, for organizations. So it was quicker than we thought. We had the technology and it was just creating the branding and now having the funds to support the software platform and many other things that we want to do with the funding. That's why we want to start this. We hired a basic package, which we hope to upgrade with this uh, crowdfunding campaign. We started to upload the companies. And it's really cool because we have 20 some companies uploaded, near 30, and uh, over 400 job opportunities. Nice start. And practically effortless in the sense that we have a much longer list of companies that we would like to add to the list. It's very exciting. It's excellent. So you've got a crowdfunding campaign that starts May 1st. We're recording this at the end of April and it's running for, did you say 40 days? Yes. Okay. Let me understand a little bit about jobs with no bosses because we've had these conversations a lot in the circles that I wander in. And there's some skepticism. There's always this default back to you have to have someone in charge. You have to have a manager. How do you have no bosses? Can you talk a little bit about how you decide which companies go up there? And what does having no bosses mean? It's funny because at the beginning, we said, how do we call this? And what is the criteria? Progressive organization, steel, wholeness. What is it? Evolutionary purpose. All these terms that we play with when we talk about this. We were saying there's one thing, the acid test of are you really operating? Have you jumped into the new paradigm or are you still playing with the concepts, but sticking still to the traditional ways? And that is the figure of the boss, because when you eliminate that, you're truly relinquishing power, the power that you have over others and distributing that, offering that to the rest of the organization. It doesn't mean that there's no other types of power. And it doesn't mean that there's no leadership. There is a lot of leadership in this sort of organizations. But who does what is agreed by the teams? It's not imposed on the teams. That's a major difference. And it's funny because we said, okay, yes, that's it. No boss. The boss is a term that a lot of people understand. But we started to consult with a few of the geeks of the self-management world, the experts, the gurus. And they were a bit uncomfortable about this. Define boss, what does it mean? So we said, okay, you know what? Lisa. (laughs) We asked Lisa Jill, and we have that in our landing page, definition of what is a bossless organization? What do we mean by that? There's also this idea of leaderful. What really we are looking forward is organizations that are full of leaders and bossless. And we also had this conversation that if you have worked in a traditional organization and you had a boss, 
and you've worked in a self-managed bossless organization, it's easy for you to know <laughs> if you have a boss or if you don't. We have an informal panel, people that we consult. We read about the companies. We talk a little bit. We get information and we have an informal consulting panel to see if the companies fit in our platform. In the future, we would like to have a formal panel of people that we consult. So this is this company. They have this practice and so on. Should we have this company on board on our platform? But now we are doing this in a very informal way. One of the things I've also heard is that you can't do jobs with no bosses, but with big companies, it's just small company, privately held companies, it can't be done. What are you seeing in terms of the kinds of companies that are qualifying for the platform? Are they big? Are they small? How would you characterize them? The largest company we have is Burtzorg, and it has over 10,000 employees. So that's quite large, I would say. We're still having technical issues with the interface so we still don't have all the jobs coming from them in our job board when we do any day they have about an average of 700 job openings across the world so So now you're mentioning interface that means that this is not a european only job board worldwide if there's a website where the jobs are posted automatically our platform can go into that web page into their page specifically and scrap and get all that information and synchronize it automatically without any work. They're also scrubbing LinkedIn. So if they post jobs in LinkedIn, also you can we, get will, this information. we will get it. Yeah. Is it covering so, all positions or is there a specific niche of position? What about management? No. Is there such a thing as management? <laughs> it's funny because well, you actually, look at the descriptions and they're very different. When you look at job openings in self-managed or bossless organizations, that sort of job doesn't typically appear. And when it's manager, it's manager of suppliers or of customers, of external entities, and you manage a portfolio. It's very interesting to see. And in fact, we had some companies that we thought were bossless, and we started to see some of the uh, some of the job openings. And like, this doesn't sound like it. So we consulted with this informal panel that Hugo was talking about, and then we realized that okay, no, they're yeah. progressive and more radically progressive. In the platform, job seekers can subscribe to alerts, so you can be alerted whenever there's a new job opening. But you can also subscribe to specific positions to look for a specific position in an organization. For instance, we have many positions on the technological software development sector. Regarding what you're asking specifically, so maybe in the future, we talk with many organizations. Some of these positions, for instance, in the software industry, are mainly about people who don't know that these organizations are self-managed. So I want to apply to this company because I like them, their culture, or, or the kind of software they're developing. And so I'm looking for a new opportunity. And I apply to them without knowing that this is a self-managed organization. Sometimes this is also a struggle because it's difficult for someone who never worked in a self-managed environment to fit and start working with and have the soft skills and everything you know, that may be required in this kind of place. This is even harder at a more strategic level, if you're applying to a role that's a very strategic role in the organization and so on. Maybe in the future, we can have not just this kind of job opening positions, but also be able to move the network, all this network that is being created around jobs with no boss, 
to look for very specific or more strategic positions in organizations. Okay. Yeah, I love that. One of the things that I find interesting is the scope of the role, because in small companies, the scope of the role can look small, but act big because it has to. There's just more things to do. When I have a small company, one person has to take on more roles. So there's a challenge as you start to scale with what do you do with these roles? Do they become more specific or do they, how do you work with that in, in the context of not only growing, but also where there's a lot of fluid in an incoming and outgoing of people and, or just the divergent nature of organizations that attract diverse views, which is really essential today. In our case, we are just creating this job board where any organization that's working in this way can post a job opening. Some more are more broader, some are an invitation to just apply and come to discover what and define with us what could be this role. Some are more specific, uh, but we are not in the middle of this interaction between job seekers and these organizations. We just want to be this single place where you can go and look for job opportunities in boss organizations and for these organizations to know that people who come here, they come already looking for something. Probably they already have experience of working in this kind of environments, organizations, or they are looking for a first experience in a self-managed organization. So probably they will fit your culture in, in a better way than someone just randomly applying and then realizing that they need to work in a different way. But we are not uh, in the middle of this process. Some are very specific. So these organizations are looking for a very specific role. Some of them are an invitation to just come here and let's work out together what could be your role and your contribution to our organization. They have to flow as they flowing right now. All we want to do is showcase them, showcase all these companies with all the opportunities that they have. And then give the opportunity to people already feeling the need to change, to find their new home, more suitable for them. Change the shoes, <laughs> comfortable pair of I, shoes. I know of at least two people who have just been burned out of large companies that are managing traditionally and are not prepared to learn, not prepared to adapt at all. That's personally two people within this last month. <laughs> so I know that there's a whole lot more out there that are not going to sign on for that kind of atmosphere. And by doing this also, we're helping these companies filter out better their candidates in the sense that they're quite unique, right? So their recruitment process, actually, they have to be quite careful that they are onboarding people that are ready to be autonomous, right? Or they won't thrive in those organizations. A typical recruitment process in these organizations, they're probably a lot more careful. Do you understand our philosophy? Do you realize that nobody's going to be telling you what to do, that you need to take up that responsibility? So by being open about there's no bosses here, they will attract people ready for that. Not everybody's ready. We all go through an evolution process. So it's important that the candidates are already prepared. <laughs> and then I also wanted to say that the one thing that we will do and it's kind of part of the perks that we're going to be offering in our crowdfunding campaign is there's also things that 
people that want to work in self-managed organization but never have done can do to prepare themselves, to train themselves. Because you start to pay attention to different things, right? When you're working in this way. We're offering coaching sessions and a few training sessions that are very geared towards, based on the experience we've had in helping organizations transition to this, the sort of things that people need to know as they embark in this journey, right? So that's how we hope to help a little bit people be ready for the workplace of the future. We'll also be doing a so perk that benefits both the company and the job seekers is a panel where we invite some of the CEOs or uh, people from all these different progressive companies and give the chance to the job seekers to ask questions and find out more about those companies. It's interesting that most of these companies run off of philosophy and an understanding versus just focusing on we're here to make money. It's a much more expanded sense of purpose and therefore a lot more responsibility. One thing that's come through constantly in all the interviews I've been doing and my work as well is that these companies attract people who are willing to take on the extra responsibility. They are full on learners. They're not inclined to stop learning when they walk in. They're constantly reinventing themselves and therefore the company is reinventing itself. So it's a very dynamic environment and it's a strong growth environment as opposed to protecting from fear. And that, Dana, you touched on the point. This is why I am so passionate about this, because the world has significant issues (laughs) and organizations need to stop extracting value (laughs) from the planet and society and be contributors to solving all these wicked problems that we have ahead of us, right? And only by gaining a collective conscience that comes when everybody becomes part of it and feels enough responsibility to have a say in what are we here for. My theory, and you're corroborating that, is that Companies that transition to this new organizational paradigm gain a collective consciousness and intelligence that that somehow helps them start to be forces of good, <laughs> start to work for us. Yes, start to <laughs> do good things. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to us for them, then the organizations start to work for us, society, the people, and the planet, really. Hopefully by doing this, we're going to save the world. You're certainly in the area that is well known for that. We were having this conversation the other day, and I remembered the Kallenberg symbiosis that's in Denmark, and it's been running for 50 years, talking about saving the world. There's 17 companies that got together and just started exchanging waste. Wow. And our companies, the traditionally run companies, are incredibly wasteful of both human and material inputs. 50 years, that's a foresighted action. I would say. Companies should have a purpose the same way we should have, right? What are you here in this world for? If you're here just to make profit, the perfect analogy is as if I was here on this planet just to breathe. Yeah, exactly. Why exist just to breathe? That's such a waste of time. To start. (laughs) Hopefully I exist to contribute in some other way, right? A company, an organization needs to exist to a lot more. Profit is super important. Don't get me wrong. These companies look at profit because you need it in order to do something. What is that? And it needs to be uh, for the common good. It needs to be something that is benefiting all of us. Otherwise, we are creating things that are aggressions to us. It's ridiculous, right? We're the ones inventing these companies. I think what we're doing is making the shift from exploitation to regeneration and more progressive companies and their approach 
are at the more responsible end of the spectrum. It's just simply operating more efficiently <laughs> and more fairly and not trying to force everybody to do things, but to work with talent in a more responsible, and respectful way. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, completely. I did an interview with Kevin O'Brien, who was working with W.L. Gore, and he tells the story. This was in my previous podcast, which I closed down in 2016. But I'll see if I can find the interview because he tells the story of what happened when he came from a traditional company and walked into W.L. Gore and how he had to adapt to lead responsibly within a company that had no bosses. It's quite the story. That company is in our job board. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. All right. Another observation I have to make is that the talk part is easy. <laughs> we hear all kinds of companies say, yeah, we're doing these progressive things and their people would go, no, they're not doing it. So the talk is the easy part. The planning is easy too. It's putting it into play and that is more challenging and demands more. That's where you separate the talkers from the leaders in working with these companies. Have you identified any particular traits that set them apart in terms of how people see the world and themselves in the world. After thinking about it many times, we kept on coming back to the same thought is no bosses. <laughs> it actually is true that there are no bosses. There are so many other things that need to be in place for that to work that way yeah. that already make it a company operating in a different paradigm. Yeah. If you're to put like a simple way to distinguish, that would be it for us. I don't know if that answers your question. In part. Yeah, they assume they are in a continuous experiment. All of them are trying. I think the word there is open. I woke up this morning with that word in my head because one of the things you have to do in climates of volatility and uncertainty and certainly complexity is just stay open. You cannot think you're certain about anything because you're going to lose it and yeah. drive yourself nuts. My experience with that as well, personally, is that as long as you stay open, you've got a level of agility that you can't get by pretending you know everything there is to know. We talk about this. It, there's a few things that change, right? For example, when you go to a meeting, you are disappointed if you have not changed your mind after the meeting. You go to a meeting to change your mind. You go to a meeting with a view, but when you're confronted with all the different ones, if we facilitate meetings appropriately, if we distribute participation in meetings, then some magic happens and we all come up with something that we were not expecting. None of us would have expected and it wouldn't have been possible if we have not all met and talked about this. So that's one of the magical factors that occur a lot more in this sort of organizations because participation is distributed and we are curious about listening to what others have to say and integrate that. We also talk about there's a mindset shift that occurs. It starts with the people that used to hold power, right? It disseminates across the whole organization, which is this adult to adult conversations. We move from this parent child to adult conversations. It changes completely the dynamic. And lastly, another dynamic that comes with that is that we look more for how we got to a solution. There could be so many right answers to a problem, right? But if we get to the right answer the wrong way, we haven't done it properly. So observing and looking at how we get to any point and being able to do retrospectives and looking back and learning from the journey so far to adapt and change 
is another unique characteristic, I think, that results of changing the dynamics in these organizations. Are any of these companies based on Agile, out of curiosity? Definitely. We have a yeah, lot really. of technological companies, right? A lot of companies linked with software development and things like that. I think we have to thank Agile the Agile world for that. Because if you look at the principles of Agile and what we're doing, it's the same. The only thing that changes is the scope. Do you apply it just in projects or within the IT teams? Or is it a philosophy for the whole organization? I would say so. It's also lean. Yeah. More industrial companies, all companies that have played around with lean, Kaizen, are a lot more prone to be open. There's this idea of retrospectives, of self-awareness, of us together as a team, as an organization, become self-aware of what we are doing, how we are doing. This is easier with some companies that are already working in this space, either of lean or agile. Yeah. Several years ago, we made the observation, I was talking to Jason a little, making the observation that these agile companies paved the way. If you look at where a company starts, and then if you look at the far end of no bosses, at least far end as we see it now, along the way is agile. It prepares for that shift, that mental and emotional shift so that you can go into an environment with no bosses and it's much easier. You've already done some of the prep work. You've done the pivoting that you need to do internally in terms of your inner skills to know how to function in those environments. That's a great insight that you're bringing in to this conversation, Dana, because for all the job seekers out there that are listening to us and would love to work without bosses, but have never experimented it, try to look for jobs in Agile. If you cannot look for jobs in a bossless organization, because having had that experience already prepares you for this new paradigm. Once you've tried it, anything else doesn't feel comfortable, but you need to experiment it. It's not enough to read about it you actually need to do it so that you can learn from doing it. There's two points of integration, I think, happening right now. One of them is the head and the heart have to come together. You cannot lead with your head because as long as you're leading with your head, you're not seeing any of the signals that point to disruption coming your way. You're just not reading the cues at all. And the second part is that more and more with the volatility of the environment we're in, and the way the world is working right now and how it's going through these growth phases, there's a need for self-realization. It's the inner work that has to be done in order to accompany the larger shift. If you do not do that inner work, you're going to break down depression and mental health and all those kinds of things. So there's a real opportunity in these organizations and in prepping to enter these organizations to develop oneself for navigating very success in a really dynamically changing context. With that, tell us where people go. (laughs) Where's the crowdfunding campaign being launched? Send me the links and I'll put them in the show notes. It's maybe info.jobswithnoboss.com. So you have this landing page with the link either to the crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo and also to the beta version of our platform. So you can try it and see the companies that we already have. We are also on LinkedIn. We are creating this community mostly in LinkedIn. So we invite everyone also to look for jobs with no boss on LinkedIn and join us. We will be putting all the information there and also have these very beautiful conversations on all the messages that we post and on our page. Thank you, Hugo. Do you have anything you would like to add? No, I think we covered a lot. 
<laughs> we've been very effective with our time. It's amazing how much we've talked in. <laughs> yeah, in that's the beauty of these calls. For our listeners, we decided two days ago to do this. So we just jumped on and made it happen. Yeah. I have very fond memories of having dinner with, with both Dunia and Hugo yeah. in Lisbon in 2019 when I was with the World Agility Forum. So it's just nice to see both your faces again. And good luck with this campaign. I'm very excited by the role it's playing in this larger shift that we've got going on in the world. So thank you both for jumping on the program. Thank you so much. much. To round out this conversation, I did an interview with Bertzorg CEO Joost de Bloch in 2016. I'll put the link in the show notes. And I also did an interview with Kevin O'Brien, who had moved from a traditional organization to W.L. Gore. And I'll include that link in the show notes as well. Both of those are from my first podcast, which ran from 2008 to 2016, featuring progressive thinkers and progressive organizations. Pop over to Indiegogo and support Dunia and Ugo in this campaign to bring progressive thinking action two companies today. If you'd like to support my podcast, you can go to Patreon and uh, subscribe there on a monthly support basis. Connect me on LinkedIn. It's a time when we do need to make these shifts and give people more autonomy so they can bring their talent to work. Thanks for joining me. (music) 